Hello and welcome to Reset Your Thinking podcast. My name is Alex Segan and I'm really excited to be here on this podcast series with you as together we explore why you do what you do and what it is that makes you tick. You know, we spend our whole lives creating our reality and there's so much more that we can learn about ourselves and others. So grab yourself a cuppa and if you're in your car, turn up the sound and let's take a deep dive into how you can reset your thinking so that you can become the best version of yourself you can possibly be by extracting your true potential, bringing you strength, motivation and fulfillment. Okay, let's get started. So how do we calibrate the person in front of us through the power of language? Today, I want to talk a little bit about how to do that, you know, because I don't know about you, but have you ever experienced a time where you've, you're having this conversation with someone and suddenly you've walked away wondering, what was that about? Like it, there was just no concept of what the conversation was about. So today what I'd like to do, and I'm really excited about this, is I'd like to explore ways in which we can communicate, we can use our language to get the best out of not just ourselves, but the people who we're having a conversation with. Even more than that, to be able to get on the same page with the person who you're talking with. Because often what happens is we walk away confused or we think we know what someone's talking about and we assume we know what someone's talking about, but nine times out of ten, we don't. And so assuming doesn't always put us on the same page. And it leaves us open for misinterpretation. And that cannot be a good thing sometimes. So we're going to look at ways in which through effective questioning, we can move um, our thinking up or down or across to be able to break down information that we're given or that we're sharing with somebody so that we can understand what that person's talking about and so that we are on the same page. So what I want to share with you today is what's called, it's a tool, it's actually a language tool that enables us to communicate more clearly without being vague, right? So without leaving those question marks above people's head or even above yours and wondering what was that all about. So it's a fantastic language tool and it's called the hierarchy level of language because we all think hierarchically, believe it or not, we all think from different levels. So we're going to be looking at how can we apply this tool to ourselves and to those to people around us as well. Because sometimes conversations, you know, can get confusing. You know, I know just the other day I had someone ask me to have a look at something for them. And when I received the details, I thought, well, what do you want me to have a look at? Um, you know, those vague emails where you receive emails, do this, do this, and you have no idea what you're doing. And so what happens when we have no idea what we're doing is we do nothing, we procrastinate. And often we delay um, getting it done because we really don't know why we're doing what we're doing. And so to be able to get on the same page with the person who is perhaps sending you that email, uh, it's a great tool to be able to have the language, to find the language, to get deep into for what purpose, like what is this about? So it is a great um, tool for us to be able to connect with people on the level that they can understand you and on the level that you can actually understand each other, which is really important. And it's a way that we we can um, get our message across even more. You know, having tools like this available to us is so key, guys. It really is. Because the more flexibility we have when we're chatting with people, when we're conversating with people, interacting with people, 
whether it's our colleagues, whether it's our team members, our children, our teachers, our friends, our families, whoever, right? It's that time. What, what happens there is that when we have the flexibility, then we have more clarity around what needs to be done. And what that means is that we can get the results that we want and we connect better with those people in front of us. I don't know if you're aware of John Maxwell. I think he's incredible. And one of his uh, quotes says it really well. And he quotes, everyone communicates, but few connect. A lot of us communicate, but nine times out of 10, we don't think about what we're, how we're languaging something. We don't think about what we're asking. We don't even think about the person who we're talking to as to whether they're going to understand how we're, how we're asking the question. Have you ever had that argument with a partner, for example, I'm sure we all have, right? Where you're having this conversation, you're asking them to do something or you're asking them for an opinion and they're not getting it and they're giving you an answer and you're thinking, what was that about? That's not what I asked you. That's not what I said. That's because there's a breakdown of communication. And the reason most times why there's breakdown of communication is because we all think at different levels. We're all different and we all come from a different hierarchy of thinking. Now, there's no good or bad, right? It's just knowing where the person is at, knowing where you're at, so that you're able to then readjust uh, your questioning or what it is that you say so that you can come on the same page with somebody. So this is going to be a great tool for you to know how to language because language is everything when it comes for us to get our getting our point across to people or even getting the results that we want, whether it's getting um, a, you know the results that you want at work um, from your peers, from your colleagues, from your team, from your leaders, whoever it is, down to your kids, down to your partner, down to the person at Safeway, whoever it is. So language is absolutely everything for us to achieving what it is that we want to achieve. What's even more important is knowing and asking the right questions because when we know uh, what questions to ask when, this will actually help us access and assess other areas of language and thinking so that we can then gain more clarity and ultimately get on the same page with the person we're talking with. So, you know, these these are really, really important tools to, um, to be familiar with. Now, the tool I want to share with you, as I said, is hierarchy of language. And the hierarchy of language is um, simply bearing in mind that we all come from a different level of thinking. Some people like to and come from the level of thinking of needing to know why. So why does this matter? Why is this conversation even happening today? Why are we even having it? Just get to the point. Why? Why do we even have to do it now? And why do we have to do it in this way? And why is it going to benefit me? So some people can't understand a conversation until they go or get the why first. So you can turn around and tell someone how and you can turn around and tell someone what it is. But if they're thinking from the level of why, so if they're actually, um, you know, their thinking is more higher chunk thinking, as we call it, and I'll get into that in a moment. But if they're at that higher, at that level of why and you're giving them the how and the what, you've lost them. They, they really, they're not going to listen to you. They're just going to tune out because they're still wondering why are we having this conversation right now? So now there are some people, of course, that are just going to want you to get to the what. What is it about? They don't care about the why. They don't care about the how. They don't care about the what ifs. They just want to know the what. And some people just want you to get to the point, right? So I don't want to know about the why. I don't care about that. No, nor do I care about what. Just give me the steps and I've got it. 
I just want to know how do we do it? How can we learn from it? How? Just give me the steps. And then you've got some people who are what if people. They question everything. What if this? What if that? So what I want to share with you today is I want to give you a really good understanding, a really good experience of these levels of thinking because we do it naturally. Um, it's not a personality thing. It's scientifically, it's our level of thinking. It comes from the meta tool, the meta um, learning, and it's a tool that comes from the old NLP. And so an understanding and knowing how people think, and we do this so automatically. I mean, stop for one moment and just have a think about when you're having a conversation with someone and they're giving you instructions, for example, what is it that your thinking goes to first? What is it that you want to know first? Is it the why? So why are we doing this? Why are you having this conversation? Why do you even want me to do this? Or do you go to the what or the how or the what if? So this is really important to know firstly where your thinking is at as well. We're all different in terms of our hierarchical levels of thinking. So when we know this, then we're able to pick up and understand where someone is at for us then to restructure, I suppose, our questioning or to know what question to ask next. It's also a great tool to prompt conversation, you know. Um, I use this tool quite a lot in brainstorming. I use this tool to help me with uh, when I'm writing my books, for example, um, given that I'm an author. So when I'm putting a book together, it's really key for me to keep all of these things in check, uh, given that there's going to be people, different types of thinking people, because we all think differently and come from different levels of thinking, so that I hit the mark with everybody. So even when you're putting together maybe a program or perhaps you're putting together a training tool for somebody, or you may even want to explain or even get your point across, or you even want someone to say yes to you, it's really key to know that where it is, that where they're coming from in their thinking so that you uh can get it clear to them so that you can make it clear to them. So it is the ability to deliver a message, any message in any situation to a really high level. It's also a wonderful tool to learn to speak in the way that brings everyone together and elevates the conversation. It's, you know, every single person, as I said, we think from different frames. So this brings us, it's sort of like a camera lens, really, that we're looking through to see and experience our version of reality, because we all experience our reality so very differently. And it's through which we view our situation as well. So how are we viewing our reality? How is the person we're talking to viewing their reality? So that just avoids, it actually fills in the gaps and it prevents those conflict situations happening if you if you like, you know. So it almost like fills the gaps. It's a gap filler, but it's it's a really great gap filler in that you're answering everyone's questions that maybe they're not even asking you. So the questions that they have in their head, you've answered it already for them. So why does it matter? Well, as I mentioned, you know, it's a um, it's an absolute wonderful questioning tool. It's a great way to be able to navigate to new perspectives. It's a wonderful way to, uh, you know, uh, use questioning thoroughly 
So, you know, we, we can actually ask the right questions to be able to get the right answer. It does help us see things from a different perspective when we're stuck in either with an idea or we're stuck in conversations. And it helps us to understand where someone is coming from, avoiding those conflict situations. So it helps brings us on the same page. It is a fundamental tool to creating um, change in performance reviews. So if you're a leader, for example, and you're listening to this podcast right now, it is a wonderful tool to use when you're negotiating performance assessments or performance reviews or when you're having those uh, confronting maybe difficult conversations with team members as well. It's and actually it's a fantastic uh, tool to be able to pace the experience through which we're talking to as well. So we can either slow down a conversation with this tool or we can hurry it up. It depends on where we're going and um, what Again, what results we want, what what uh, end result we want to get. This particular tool makes us powerful communicators. It gives us the language. It really does give us the language. So, for example, if someone was to say to you, um, I want to achieve this, instead of saying, oh, that's great, Get to know the person. Get curious. Oh, so tell me a little bit about for what purpose do you want to achieve that? What is that going to give you? What's your highest intention of that? What what do you want to get out of it? It really, firstly, it builds a rapport with a person. So it shows the person that you really care about them and you really want to know about, you know more about them. It builds that solid rapport. It um, opens different lines of communication and it makes them feel like you care about them. But even more than that, you're getting to know something more about that person. Instead of just saying, oh, that's great, well, tell me more. You know, why are you doing this? For what purpose? What's it going to give you? So it's having that language, those questions to ask to build on the relationship even more. It's also, as I said, a great tool to see and experience things differently and to be able to change someone's perception. So if someone thinks one way, we can use this to change someone's perception of things. So maybe if someone thinks and has a really strong view on something, whatever it might be, uh, to be able to get them to see it from a different perspective these questioning tools, this particular tool gives us the language to, I guess, think sequentially, think laterally, think differently. And it is a great tool to leave out assumptions. You know, there's nothing worse than assuming someone thinks like this or, you know, guessing that maybe that's what someone's thinking or presuming that you know or saying, oh, just read their mind. Nine times out of ten, I don't know, but you know, I think it's really key to me a hunt to be to not leave anything open for misinterpretation, not leave anything open for misunderstandings and which could potentially result in conflict situations. So this particular tool gives us the questions and the abilities to fill those gaps successfully, efficiently, effectively, and get to the bottom of a problem before it turns into an argument or a disagreement or even a conflict. Uh, I use this tool a lot too when um, speaking with recruiters. And so it is a wonderful tool to use if you're a recruiter, if you're recruiting, or even if you're an employer and you're wanting to bring someone else new into your team. Even if you're maybe looking at um, applying for a job, so if, if you're applying for a job and you're being interviewed, so it's not just for the interviewer, it's also if you're interview if you're being interviewed, you know, it's a great way to ask questions and show the interviewer 
that you've got this, that you know what you're talking about and that you're interested and that you can also ask them questions about the position. Um, and it is a great way to, to make sure that you're filling the role purposefully and that it's not just being filled for the sake of being filled. So that this is a great tool for that as well. Great way to explore our values, um, the way in which we make decisions and best practice really. So, you know, it's such a versatile tool to be able to take us to that level in our thinking and um, in the way in which we question things. Now, if we break it down a little bit, the structure of it goes a bit like this. So I want you to picture a cross. Um, so a cross and then uh, there's an arrow going up. So when the arrow goes up, that's the big chunk. And what that means is that essentially the big chunk is big chunk thinkers. So for example, um, these are people like your CEOs, your execs. And generally speaking, when we're thinking um, hierarchically, if we we're thinking up, we're thinking high level thinking it's big picture thinking it's where the place of possibility lives where all the ideas are do you know one of those people have you ever come you might be that person yourself where you're such a big picture thinker like you've got so many ideas and you're not too huge on detail um but you can see it you know it's like you can see the landscape it's like you're standing on a balcony looking down and you can see it all and you know what you want it to look like so you've got it right there and you're establishing your highest intention. You know exactly where you want to go. You know your target. Now, that's a great place to be and ideally that's where you always want to go back to just to check in. But the thing is you're missing detail if you're not getting the results because for people who are always sort of high level thinking, big picture thinkers and always have got these incredible ideas, which is fantastic, by the way. Generally speaking, if they don't get the results, what that means is that they're lacking the ability or they're lacking the language, the questioning skills to be able to break it down and get specific about, well, how are we going to get to that though? So it's all great and well to have all big picture thinkers because we need them, right? That's where all the ideas come from. But the thing is, what's powerful about it is to, to know how to traverse through the different, different levels of thinking so that you can then break it down to, okay, so this is my idea. This is where I want to get to. This is my big plan. Now I need to know, well, how the hell am I going to get there? So to be able to know that, you need to be able to break it down. If that, I trust that makes sense. So high level is a great place to be, um, yet we need to be able to break it down. We need to... We need to know how we're going to get there. I trust that makes sense. Okay, now it's reverse engineering essentially. So high level is a structure of intuition. Then to break it down, we need to be to get um, specific and that's deductive thinking. So high level is inductive thinking. We're all full of great ideas. We know we want to do this and we're dreaming big, which is fantastic. That's what, that's what we want. Now let's chunk it down. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Let's nitpick um, and get down about how are we going to do this. So they're the specific um, steps, if you will, on how we're going to get there. Um, so for example, we're going to ask questions like, uh, you know, why specifically? Why specifically do we want to achieve that 
So this is a great way to get a big picture thinker down to specifics, is chunking them down, getting them specific. And, you know, some people avoid the word specifically. I've got to tell you that word really, really matters because when we say the word specifically, think of it as a shining laser on a spot. It focuses our attention on a particular thing. So it's key to use the word specifically. So let's go back. You've got a big picture thinker. They've got these amazing ideas. Now you want to um, bring it down to specifics. So why specifically? How will you do that specifically? Give me the steps. When will it be done by? What date? What time? Who's going to get involved here? And when we say who's going to be involved, that actually brings them back to commitment. It actually creates a sense of commitment and accountability, which is really key. So um, when we're bringing them down, we're asking them, well, who's going to be involved? Tell me one thing, two things, three things, four things, get them to put it. And even for yourself, you know, if you're, if you're brainstorming something, get yourself down to the specifics. If you're a big picture thinker, bring yourself back down. I can say, why am I doing this? For what purpose? So why specifically? And how will I do this specifically? What do I need to get done? What date? By when? What time? And who do I need to get to involve for me to be able to complete this on time? Because we've got to remember that sometimes we may need to reach out to people. We do need other resources for us to have to get things done. Uh, who else, you know, what else do I need to do to include? What else do you need to include? And, um, you know, what will this mean in practice? How will it look? How many categories do I need to, to how many steps are there? I trust this is making sense for you. So again, if you can imagine across, and then so there's up, which is big picture, down, which is more specific. So if you're negotiating or chairing a meeting, for example, and we can work this both ways, right? So um, if you're negotiating or you're chairing a meeting or you're in a situation where perhaps you're negotiating a performance review, whatever it is, and if it's getting bogged down in disagreements about specifics, this is where it's useful to use the chunking up questions to bring them to a higher level and remind people, you know, what purpose are we doing this? Like, why are we even here? Why is this important? So we can do it either way. Now, if people are getting so bogged down in the detail, so in the do, 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 you know, I've got to do this and I've got to do that and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And then they think, oh, why am I doing this anyway? Again, it's important to bring them up to the big picture. Well, hang on, we're doing all this. For what purpose are we doing this? Just let's come back to our big picture, our vision, the landscape. This is why we're doing it. This is why we're putting these steps in place so that when we're getting bogged down in detail and we take ourselves back and reset our thinking, stop to reflect and reset, what that's doing is um, it's actually bringing us back on track. It's bringing us back on trajectory. It's getting us back and honing us in, okay? So it's not allowing us to get sort of um, swayed in any way, shape or form. It's bringing us back to focus, which is a wonderful little tool to focus as well. Now, there's also sequential thinking or what we call lateral thinking. And lateral thinking is, a, is you know, a crossways. And what's wonderful about lateral thinking is that's the how, right? That's the how in everything. So for example, if um, this is a great tool to use too, if you're feeling a bit stuck, if you feel like, 
you know what, I've got I've got no options. I've, I don't know what else to do. I've tried this and I've tried that and I don't know what else to do. I'm really, really stuck. When you're feeling stuck in any aspect of your life, thinking laterally actually increases our flexibility of thought. It gives us choice. So if we think there's no other way, then it gives us choice because we're accessing ideas. Again, it's really useful for brainstorming or problem solving or even negotiating. So lateral thinking, it, it gives us options. You know, one option is, isn't really an option. Two options is more of a dilemma. Should I do it this way or that way? But when we have three or more options, we suddenly have more flexibility. We suddenly have more choice and it increases flexibility of thought as well. It gives us more options and greater solutions and fantastic opportunities and possibilities. So we can ask things like, you know, what else? It opens up the neural pathways of possibilities. So when we ask questions, when we're at that point where maybe we're getting stuck or perhaps, you know, if you're in a leadership role and, and um, you hear a team member saying, look, I've tried everything, I just can't do it anymore. All right, well, let's have a look. What have you done so far? How have you done that? What have you found? What has been uh, your result? What's worked? What hasn't worked? What have you tried so far? Perhaps maybe we can do it another way. What other way can we do it? What's another way we can do it? Let's have a look. What other examples are there? Does that make sense? So it really gives us, almost opens up, you know, so many doors of opportunities and possibilities and it doesn't keep us stuck. Even when we may be putting an email together, I use this a lot in writing um, emails and, as I said, writing books, um, also putting programs together. So often, you know, you get writer's block. <laughs> and this is a great model to use or a great tool to use when you're getting stuck. So when, you, when you're putting an email together, for example, and you think, oh, I don't know whether, or you start doubting yourself, right? You start saying, I don't know whether this is a great email. I don't know whether they're going to get it. Stop, have a look at your email and remind yourself first and foremost, chunk up. So ask yourself the big picture question. For what purpose am I doing this? What is my highest intention for this email? What result do I want to get out of this email? Right? So get your big picture focus first. So that's your, your landscape view. Because then what you're going to do is you're going to work backwards, you're going to reverse engineer, and you're going to put steps in place to get to that outcome. And then you can slowly get your um, pieces together in your email to be able to get to the big picture, to get to the outcome. And if you start running out of ideas, that's where you use lateral thinking. Like, okay, so what else can I give them an example of? What else can I do? What's this evidence of, for example? So what's the evidence of this? How have I've tried this way and I've tried that way and this is the result I got, but I'm thinking this way because of this and this is where it's going to get us and it's going to um, allow us to reach the ultimate goal so that we're all on the same page. I trust this makes sense. So guys, this is a pretty phenomenal um, this is a pretty phenomenal tool to bear in mind and to use when you need it pretty much in any area of your life. And what I'm going to do for you is I'm going to upload the PowerPoints so that you have access to some of those questions on my podcast. So if you go onto the podcast um, in in the uh, in the in the view area in in the area itself in the site, you'll be able to see there's a link to this um, PowerPoint, which you'll be able to access some of those questions for yourself as well. Now. So I trust this has made sense. 
What I'd like to offer you today as well is if you'd like to take your questioning skills to a whole new level and maybe you're finding it a little bit difficult to get the language around it and ask questions, I'm offering a 45-minute discovery session for you right now. So if you want to learn more about how to language, how to ask those questions, how to perhaps shift your thinking and um, provide, you know, get, get the language around it and be able to have those uh, conversations which will take you to the highest intention then give us a call get in contact with me I have put my email on there as along with my mobile number and my website details too so I trust this has been of value to you I would love your feedback and I'd love for you to rate the show and tell us what you think you know and and and, um, give us your feedback and give us your experiences and share with us your insights as well Alrighty.